Wednesday 11th of May that IDF entered Jenin, a town in the north of the so-called West Bank in Israel, in an operation to capture wanted terrorists inside. As they entered the town, they encountered heavy gunfire from Palestinian militants inside. Tragically, in the midst of the crossfire, a veteran Al Jazeera journalist was struck in the head by a, bu- by a bullet while covering the clash. Born in Jerusalem and a practicing Catholic, Shireen Abu Akla spent time in the United States as a child and held US citizenship along with her Jerusalem residency card. Over the last few decades, she has become a respected voice in the Qatar-based Al Jazeera media outlet. Despite a conspicuous lack of information as to the unfolding of events, both local and international media opened the floodgates and rushed to condemn the Israel Defence Forces for Abu Akla's death. We saw headlines last week such as the assassination of journalist Abu Akla, the crime of executing Abu Akla, Israel's violent assassination, Some articles talked about deliberate targeting. Al Jazeera themselves said Abu Akla was shot, quote, deliberately and in cold blood by Israeli troops. Rashida Tlaib, the American congresswoman, said that Israel murdered the Al Jazeera correspondent. The question of who actually fired the bullet still remains unanswered not helped by the refusal of the Palestinian Authority to hand over the all-important bullet, demanding instead an international investigation. Whether Abu Akla was killed, in fact, by discriminate crossfire from either the Palestinians or the Israeli Defence Force, the swiftness of the international media community to pin all of the blame upon Israel is astonishing. On that particular operation in Janine, No terrorists were in fact killed, and the IDF had nothing to gain by purposely targeting a journalist. A few days after the death of the journalist, her funeral was held in Jerusalem, where her casket was carried from a hospital to a Catholic church near the Jaffa Gate in the Old City. Across the world, footage was shown of Israeli policemen supposedly beating those in the funeral procession and causing the casket to almost fall to the ground. And this drew even more widespread condemnation, with the White House saying they were deeply disturbed, and the European Union saying it was appalled. The lesser reported side of the story was as Arut Sheva wrote, that, quote, The Israel police said on Friday, that Arab rioters took the casket of Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akla against the wishes of her family during Friday's funeral, forcing the officers to intervene. Plans for the funeral procession of Shireen Abu Akla were coordinated in advance by the Israel police together with the Abu Akla family, said the Israel police spokesperson in an English language statement. On Friday, he said, About 300 rioters arrived at St. Joseph Hospital in Jerusalem and prevented family members from loading the coffin onto the hearse to travel to the cemetery, as had been planned and coordinated with the family in advance. Instead, the mob threatened the driver of the hearse and then proceeded to carry the coffin 
in an unplanned procession to the cemetery by foot. End quote. Once again, the speed of the media and the international community to condemn Israel is concerning, but a remarkable part of the biblical picture painted about the last days. By coincidence, I happened to be in Israel at the time of the shooting and as the funeral was taking place in Jerusalem. On the day of the funeral, we were coming back down from climbing the Mount of Olives and noticed that the streets of the old city were rather crowded and everything seemed a bit tense. When we reached the Jaffa Gate, we stumbled across the funeral of Abu Akla in full swing. The police appeared to be making efforts to stop the crowd getting out of control. And the only violence that we saw were a group of young Palestinians attacking an Israeli police horse. Perhaps one of the most bizarre things about this was seeing a cross and other Christian symbols right in the thick of the crowd. Although this makes sense because Abu Akla was her Christian herself, it is remarkable to see how the Catholic Church tends to ride the momentum of an anti-Jewish atmosphere as if history is once again repeating itself, even if only in a minimal way on this occasion. It also struck us how uniting the hatred of Israel can be, since there isn't much that the Catholic Church and Islam have in common. As the saying goes, nothing unites the members of the UN more than a motion to censor Israel. We read throughout the prophets about the old hatred that will eventually gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Today we see the narrative war that is being waged against Israel, particularly in the Western media, playing its part in God's purpose. It is not difficult to imagine the nations uniting and taking action against God's people as we read in the prophets. We wait for the day when Christ will return to resolve the controversy of Zion once and for all, when the Jewish people will become the head of the nations and no longer the tail. This has been Daniel Blackburn joining you for this week's edition of Bible in the News. Music